So, how have things been for you? Um, pretty solid. I went to the concert yesterday. Oh yeah, rural, right? Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised at how hyped the concert was. Because Rule's music to me, I like his voice already. But I feel most of his music is very, I would just head bop to it a little bit. Gentle head bops, mm-hmm. um, vibing. So I had rationalized to myself um, that we didn't need to stand in in general admission. Firstly, because it's after clinic, so I don't have the capacity to wait in line. Um, and second of all, it's since his music is just gentle vibe music, I don't know if my experience of standing right at the front of the barricade would be that much enhanced. So it right. seemed more like sit down, enjoy music. Right. Because I did Yeah. No, it was actually there's like a full production and everything he had. So it was at the ICC. Okay. Um, uh, and so the theater I think holds about nine thousand, like has a capacity for nine thousand, and so it's in this, I guess a semicircle shape, semicircle cone shape, and then the stage at the front has a few layers. So there's um, a top level, and then some stairs to go down to the main stage level, and then it has a walkway down the center. Um, of the mosh pit so then he can walk down closer and i think um it had a tree design it had some rocks and some grass i think it was based off the the promotional material for his album they had a uh like an led screen so he could play i guess like you know those lyrics but in music video type thing yeah 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 Yeah. or just like cool visuals in the back to support the performance yeah so i thought it was pretty fun um oh and also so the tickets that i had which were the closest seated tickets were already 89.90 but you can also pay 89.90 to stand in the mosh pit uh-huh. So I feel if you were willing to wait however long it took to be in the mosh pit at the barricade, it was very much worth it. Because in one of the songs, he jumped off the stage and he oh. high-fived everyone at the barricade, like all the way around. He also did like a mini crowd surf. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. And um, people, they... Uh, I think someone was like, here, take my phone, take my phone. And during one of the songs, he took the person's phone and then recorded himself walking around and then gave the phone back to the fan. Some people, wow. they threw... That's, th- people get their money's worth there. That's what I'm saying. It was <laughs> literally no different. It's not even... I mean, it's probably because um, uh, the people standing in the mosh pit didn't have like a VIP sound check or anything like that but it's still actually so worth um and then i um a fan they crocheted um a piece for him that said fourth wall which was his album's name 
and then they threw it at him and he was like oh my gosh this is so cool and he he was playing on his keyboard so he like put it on the keyboard it's like actual recognition of their work which is pretty sick i think there was a lot of fan service and fan appreciation it does feel that way yeah i guess he's he because he's like kind of he's not like a big big artist but he's like Mm. big ish in australia question mark I don't, I don't know actually. In a, okay, he did what? play a couple of um places there, like Brisbane, yeah. Perth, Melbourne, Sydney. Sydney was his last show, and I think his biggest Australian show, like because he's from Sydney. So I think, out. I think, was like the, a decent up and coming artist probably. Was the ICC like full when you yeah. guys went? So it Fairly was the, like full. a nine k people. I think so because um there was an opening guest and during the opening guest there were a lot of seats that were empty because I think even though the concert started at eight oh we got there at eight oh five ish into the theater and people were still coming in during the opening artist still coming in in the break after the opening artist left. And it was just them waiting and setting up the stage again. And then there was like a very small amount of people that were coming in just before he came on stage. So I was looking over at some seats closer to the front because I was like, if no one's taking those seats, maybe I can move closer. (laughs) But it turns out there was, um, so we were on the left side, the left side of the center so yeah. I was looking at the center section because there were seats right towards the front. And it was like two rows of empty seats. And I was thinking, oh, okay, well, if by the time that he comes on stage that they're still empty, it would be safe to assume that perhaps they will still be empty. But I just before he came on, there was like a whole group of people that sat there. And then towards the end of the concert, he was saying things and saying stuff about how Sydney's his biggest concert and how he was super nervous, blah, blah, blah. And he was saying, like, oh, my parents are, are sitting over there. And then I have some friends in there. And it's the friends were in that the two rows oh, in the center section. Wow. So I think they were they knew that he was going to come on at a specific time and, yeah. you know, just rocked up at that time. And so he was like pointing around so I think some people already knew that he was going to come on at a specific time and then went in so it was a pretty packed house I think interesting I mean you are like one step removed from being friends with real (laughs) (laughs) so close you could have made friends with the friends oh my gosh they were within arm's reach yeah I know I, I was looking through um my concert videos and during one point he pointed right I don't know it's probably towards in the general vicinity but to me he was pointing right at me yeah it was was right at you dude yeah that's a win in my books and it was during my favorite song that's (laughs) a win what is your favorite song face to face ah good one yeah that is my that's my top favorite song because it but it's one of his older songs so the favorite for the album that he just released is must be nice 
Mm, I haven't listened to his new album yet. Mm. I I don't know because I I really contemplated going to Ruel. I don't really know even how to pronounce the name uh, Ruel. <laughs> uh, I think it's Rule. Yeah. Rule. So I really thought about it because there are a couple songs that I like. I enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, a lot, but that was maybe like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of slowly made my way, or slowly made their way out of my playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. I didn't really feel super strongly about a lot of his music, and so mm-hmm. it just sort of, I just sort of thought I would let this one coast. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I already paid to go to Blackpink. Yeah, which that's fair. I guess circles back from the last episode. Yeah. I think we're like seven minutes in, but welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode dude i don't even know it's been a while <laughs> it has been a while <laughs> it's 20 it's something 20 something welcome back to episode 20 something if the yeah. if the world ever gets emp'd and the internet is lost forever but somehow they've they've kept all the episodes for our podcast they're trying to put it in order it this is where it goes downhill yeah <laughs> um, if, if there was an rk being made for us um, I don't know where you're gonna slot this one in. Yeah, somewhere on LimeWire, because that <laughs> still exists. <laughs> We've gone back in time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like, I, because I had already committed to Blackpink, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really feel that strongly. I don't think Geo yeah. feels that strongly about rule, rule, mm-hmm. and so just sort of sat this one out. Yeah. But it seemed like a cool concert. It, yeah, that's what I was the most surprised about because I ha- my top songs that I wanted to hear in his set list was Face to Face, Must Be Nice, and he, um, do you know the song Golden Hour? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he did a feature on Golden Hour and that was made as a separate release. And so I had oh. seen that he will sing his part of golden hour at the concert and i was like okay i gotta i gotta i gotta see that one but all the other songs i was kind of like i will enjoy the songs listening to them on spotify but they are not on my what's jams playlist yeah so you can see that there's two camps here camp of songs that i really want to see live and camp of songs that are i enjoy but they're not a repeat must listen to all the time but when i went to the concert i think it's probably just his voice sounds very similar on spotify versus live which is always a good sign mm-hmm. and i think the combination of that the visuals the energy of the crowd and the live band that's playing as well because they have a guitarist i think a keyboard is as well and a drummer they're all playing live on stage was it hit different. It does. I yeah. had this experience when I went to Keshi. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the same way with Keshi songs, where it's like, most of them are pretty, like, chill. Yeah. And you can just sort of sit there and vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only exception being Get It, in, yeah. at least for me. But, like, when Keshi walks on and then the drums hit and everything goes is perfect, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a whole new experience. Yeah. I will interject right now and say we can't make another episode about concerts. <laughs> it's too back to back. It's gonna be too much. It's 
that is fair that's understandable but it's the only thing that I have really to update about <laughs> I okay because okay because before I started recording you mentioned that you were feeling a little unwell mm-hmm. uh do you think you got sick from the concert or is it just like a a bad string of events Oh no, I'm pretty sure it was be- uh it was because of the supervisor because on the Friday I felt quite lethargic, very low energy. Um do you know the sensation of when you've been walking for a long time and your legs feel exhausted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that even though I was sitting night <laughs> in the clinic and it felt especially bad when I was just sitting at the concert. Uh, and then there was periods where I can't really knock the concert goers for bad concert etiquette, but because Rule did say at one point, everybody stand up. And so because people are standing up in a tiered thing, if you don't stand up, then you can't see anything. So when I was standing up, my legs felt especially quite tired. Um, I so see. I think Besides it was already, yeah, it was already starting from friday morning and given that there was like three people at the clinic who had shown signs of being sick that was like probably probably the reason that is fair it's like the you can tell when you're getting sick when your muscles just ache for no reason yeah and then you just want to sleep because usually when i get sick i mean throughout the the pandemic I've had just cold-like symptoms of having a runny nose, sore throat, that type of thing. But this time it feels different. Like, my muscles are, are tired. Um, when I was sleeping, it, I, was, I was feeling a bit hot and sweaty. Um, that's why I'm wearing a t-shirt. Uh, and I, I have a headache. But it was only when I moved too quickly. It was, like, uh-huh. me getting out of bed to, like, get water or whatever. <laughs> you have to, like, move in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> My brain in the cerebral fluid has to, oh, no. has to, you know, move gently. Too much fast motion. Dude, I, I just have that experience now as an adult. Because I... As I've, a 20-something. As a 20 something as a 23 year old i had to do the math i okay un, i'm ashamed to admit i now have two addictions in life mm-hmm. the first sure. is is uh is the bog standard caffeine oh i think no. i'm genuinely addicted to caffeine now no because i i i literally woke up today and i went through my day as usual and then mm-hmm. by around 1 p.m I was like, man, this headache is killing me. <laughs> what is it? What's go- what's happening? And I realized I hadn't had any caffeine today. And I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. No. Wait, because uh, I remember in uni, like you you developed a caf- like a need for caffeine during uni, right? Yeah. And that it's bad. And uh, I remember <laughs> the days of where you were like, hey guys, can someone buy me a coffee? Yeah, it's not good because okay in uni it was because aj and i would used to get coffee in the mornings pretty frequently because we would Mm. meet up at central station we would go get a coffee she would get her caramel macchiato 
I would get my flat white, and I'd have a great day. Mm-hmm. And then it became a problem, and then we stopped, and then we saved money, and it was that was that. Mm-hmm. This is not even because of coffee. This it's... one is because of pre-workout. Oh. And because I have become a morning person. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of, not because I am built that way, but just out of it's easier in my work-life balance Mm -hmm. uh, because I will wake up at six to go to the gym before work. Mm. So I wake up and I will take, I know there's non-caffeine and non-stim pre-workout, but I will just take the caffeine one because it's six in the morning. (laughs) Mm. Uh, And so I'll take that and I'll go to the gym and then I'll go through the rest of my day. And usually mm-hmm. it's, like, enough, because I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine, or at least I used to be, uh, and so it was, <laughs> it would get me through the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now, I it's just part of my morning routine, and it's it's getting to a point where if I don't have some form of caffeine, I I get a headache. It's, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> Damn. Wait, because what would, does pre-workout do anything if there's... No caffeine in it? Yeah, so how do I explain this? Um, I, I don't actually know the science behind it because there's like a bunch of other chemicals in there. Mm. But what they do is they just make you feel more energized and like you feel the pump better. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, it's, it just feels good. And mm. like, <laughs> it feels good to work out. I feel less lethargic when I take it. I feel like I'm ready to go. I'm, like, zooted out of my mind. Nice. Oh, that's funny, because Chow only just recently told me what zooted meant. <laughs> so every time... It's... it's I don't know. It's probably, like, the effect of, uh, I have recently learned this, so I'm more attuned mm-hmm. to to hearing it or noticing it. Like, things like zooted, let him cook. Do you know let him cook? I love no, let him cook. Let him cook is, like... I've known about it for a while, but I didn't know until Chow told me what let him cook means. That's and now crazy. I, and now I'm part of the gang. Oh my god. It's like having to teach my mom meme culture. <laughs> That's what he does. Because I was not on the... I was not part of... I don't know, when memes were becoming a really big thing, I think I was more predominantly online. Probably... 2015 ish, 2016-ish, uh, something I around see. that time, because that was when I started watching YouTube a lot. So, so you, I think I've missed like, yeah, the uprising of meme culture. I think you're like the things that you watch and engage with online are also not inherently memey, or like yeah. it's the, those communities are not like about that life in the same way <laughs> as like your stereotypical youtuber or streamer would be Mm. uh because i whenever gavin and i talk about this we just tell each other that we have brain rot and it's (laughs) it's just a variation of that because it's it's such like garbage lingo but it is funny yeah (laughs) it is pretty funny i think now my memes just consist of like popular tiktok sounds Oh my god. For example, Good Soup is one. So yesterday before the concert, I have I have two clinic friends 
they were going to go get Malatang. And so I joined them and then Chow joined us for dinner. And they mentioned good soup. And then I, in appreciation, said good soup. And then Chow said, whoa, they know what good soup is? My God. Okay, yeah. I don't know this one. Because uh, my TikTok is just, it's so bad now. <laughs> because I fed the algorithm my terrible taste in content. Which mm-hmm. is... So what is it filled with? It is... It, it goes through, like, cycles. Right now, I'm on volleyball TikTok. I'm on volleyball talk. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, like, perpetually on gym talk and, like, cooking and food talk. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, oh, what was the other one that I was going to get to? It was those three. I occasionally get the math video. <laughs> oh, and, mm-hmm. and then the, the most cursed one is I just watch scenes from, like, TV shows or movies. Oh, yeah. Is it just the scenes, or do you also get the ones where it's scenes with cutting of kinetic sand? Ah, yeah. Or (laughs) Subway Subway Surfer. (laughs) Nice. I literally, I don't don't remember if I've told you uh, this, but, like, I feel like I've watched the entirety of Suits, Breaking Bad, and Better Call Saul through TikTok. (laughs) It's, like, three pretty good shows, Mm -hmm. and I've just watched them in a in a micro sense of like 30 second to a minute clips of these scenes in the show. Well, it's like we've returned back to the days of watching anime one episode in 16 parts with Habla Espanol. That's in, true. And then it's always in the corner with a, a large portion of the rest of the screen with some blue funky background to avoid you know copyright. That is really true. I haven't thought about it that way. But for, for for some reason it feels different because it does I think feel different. It, it feels different because you like you just stumble across it and you don't mm. watch it in like a particular order. At least I don't. It's just I out just of context of, scenes. Yeah, it's just like oh that scene's badass, <laughs> <laughs> and then you move mm-hmm. on, and then it's like oh Subway Surfers, it's back. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. I've also seen ones where it was probably when No Way Home Spider Man was at its peak. And someone had, I think they uploaded one of the Spider-Man films onto TikTok, but they did it like, I don't know, they made it super fast. And then they said, if you want to watch the whole movie, you download it, the TikTok, and then you play it back at like oh 0.75 or something like that, something outrageous like that i'm just like bro who has the time why would no, i dude. watch a vertical version people, of a movie people will find any way to pirate this is the old school youtube trick this is what kids are dealing with nowadays they don't yeah. suffer with the with the you know the the specific movie sites anymore they just get all their feet from from tiktok yeah they've got a good mm-hmm how do we get here? Oh, I zooted. Let him cook. Yeah. That's... yeah. <laughs> uh, but going back, you said you had another addiction. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, the second one is not really an addiction, but I just really like it, and I get it a lot. And mm-hmm. I actually have it with me. It's it's just this drink. <laughs> it's, oh. So, so it's an Asian, what's it called? Genki, Genki sparkling water. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. So basically, I, as you know, uh, am on a quest to look like Luffy in about mm-hmm. nine to eight weeks now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so I was looking for pretty low calorie things. Mm-hmm. And one of the these are these are zero calories, probably because it has oh. artificial sweetener, but it <laughs> mm-hmm. has zero calories. It's like a Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so we picked these up once at like an Asian grocery store, and then I had it, and then I was like, wait, this is sick. Damn. <laughs> and now I go to Bird uh, pretty frequently again because Gia and I like to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah, I guess update from last pod. Gia's here. She mm-hmm. lives with me now been pretty nice. good it's been about two months um so we get to that later wait it's so been we two months already oh my gosh pretty much i know Damn. she came like early march right oh okay we'll we'll circle back to this but yes continue. so so g and i will go to build pretty often because we like to visit um new chinatown in the mm. like Bird chinatown there uh and like get snacks sometimes get dinner there uh or we just like to roam around Bird because it's easier for me to drive to it's easy to get to. Uh, she has some stuff that she needs to do there. It's it's very convenient. And mm. so there's always an Asian grocer that has this drink. And mm. so we always are getting these Genki sparkling waters. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I think I've had six of these in like the last couple of weeks. Oh my gosh. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. I've, go- I've tried all the flavors. And which is the the peak flavor? This is okay. My favorite is pineapple. Gia's favorite is grape. Uh, but there's two variations of grape. She likes the purple grape. Um, there's also they have just a flavor that is Coke. Oh. They just make Coke. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Does it actually taste like Coke? It's pretty similar. I feel like. Coke adjacent. Yeah, it's like. It's sort of like how, you know how um, generic cola kind of tastes like Coke? Oh, I see. It's like that kind of vibe, where mm-hmm. if you probably gave me and asked me to compare the two, you could probably figure out what the differences are. Mm. But, I mean, for zero calories and a dollar eighty, not bad to just get That's a Coke That's pretty solid, honestly. Damn. Because, are you... Are you... Before having this addiction, did you like sparkling water? Okay, that's the thing. I don't like sparkling water, but they're flavored, and so it makes me feel like I'm drinking a soda. Oh. But it's zero calories. So it's actually got. It's not just a aftertaste or something. It's actually flavored yeah. pretty strongly. It's yeah, dude. It's oh. messed up. It's crazy, and the worst part is like. Everything is in what I would only assume is Japanese. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know what I'm ingesting, <laughs> but it tastes good. And it said zero calories. <laughs> Damn. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for all you know, perhaps the zero calories come at a cost. But it's that in could Japanese be real and it tastes here. good. <laughs> <laughs> There's just real cocaine. That's why it's. Ex- that's why it's so addictive. Maybe it really is an addiction. <laughs> so that's that's where my life is at right now. The two addictions. Yeah. It I really, really keeps me going. I really considered not drinking coffee because I don't like the taste of coffee, but probably having some 
don't know, matcha or some tea with caffeine in it to keep me going. Because some days when I'm at the clinic, I just get really, really tired. Probably mm. because um, even though I was at, I was working at Apple before, I felt that time went a lot faster. Probably because I was talking with people all the time, interacting um that type of thing whereas here you're kind of just doing your own work for the most part so if you don't feel productive then time goes really slowly and and I've considered hmm should I maybe should I maybe I don't know buy some matcha buy some type bring some type of tea I don't know I went to a nearby Japanese cafe uh and I bought a matcha latte and it was Mm. Like this, this was the size. How much was it? Of the matcha latte, and it was like seven dollars. And okay, for already my for pocket, listeners, it's it's like it's like from your thumb to your pinky if you like kind of stretch it out. Or or Not maybe even. don't stretch it out. Just, maybe don't. Just, yeah, just, just your don't. thumb to your pinky. Like a, it's like a shaka aloha kind of pose, and then that's probably the size of the latte. That is that's sad i know (laughs) already my pocket my wallet just said no i cannot afford a caffeine addiction (laughs) okay but like acceptable but like you can you could get you could fund a caffeine addiction but not by other way other means i mean i could i could just bring tea yeah I feel like tea time is a is acceptable, and it's like mm. it's pretty. It's a lot less caffeine than yeah. an actual coffee. I think though, it's just that it's just that I don't know what type of tea I want to drink. Probably because I've been ruined by bubble tea and the mm-hmm. amount of sugar and sweetness that I like to have. Yesterday, I went to get, I went to try this new Taiwanese tea place that was having their soft lunch it's on george street and i their signature is a honey lemon oolong tea and i said okay i want normal sugar and i and less ice and she said oh it's already quite sweet because of the honey in it we would recommend no sugar or if you really want you can have a little bit of sugar and I was doubtful. <laughs> and she mm. said, please give me a little bit of sugar. And she said, okay, then. I drank it. And it was a bit sweet, but I could tolerate it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and so I think I've been ruined that I just <laughs> always need sugar whenever I drink tea. Because I go, um, I went out with uh, AJ and Angelina last sunday because we went to, oh that's another thing i can talk about we went to watch tick tick boom the musical oh yeah um, right and so they went to get gongcha uh, angelina went to get gongcha and i think she ordered like less sugar or or definitely just not normal sugar and already i was like damn bro i'm just a fat ass i always need <laughs> sugar i can't i can't not have sugar or no sweetness in my tea. So I feel oh, if I were to add sugar in my tea every morning, that would defeat the whole purpose. Because now I just don't. I try not to have anything because I'm doing intermittent fasting. So I tend to eat from 12 to 8 mm-hmm. or 1 to 9. And 
I do occasionally have an up and go if I'm really hungry, but I try not to before 12. Mm-hmm. So if I were to start drinking tea, then I would then have to add a lot of sugar and I would be drinking it from that period of 9 to 12 to keep me going. And I know, I don't know, it was like a dangerous, dangerous decision to start making. Uh, you and Gia are the same. Dude, when, when Gia makes tea, okay, because Gia loves tea. She mm. will wake up, she makes breakfast, and she has a tea pretty much every, oh, not every morning, but when when I go to work, that's what she does. Mm-hmm. And I saw her make tea once, and she put in like a spoonful of sugar, and I was like, damn, that's a lot. And then she went back for more, and I was like, oh, you like your tea sweet, hey. <laughs> yeah. Because I go to places like Tea Too, where you can smell the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. And I always get attracted to the fruity teas because they have that strong fruit sweet scent. And then they have samples of the tea that you can try. So I dra- gravitate towards the fruit teas and then I get really sad because they're not sweet at all, but they just have a fruity aroma. Oh and God. I almost want to throw the tea on the floor because it's how could you betray me like this? You're not sweet at all. Where is the sugar? You guys are actually the same. I don't... Okay, You. I feel like I... My taste buds over... They went through a change somewhere at some point. Because I I like coffee now. Before, I didn't really. I thought mm. it, was, it was just kind of mid. Now, it. I, like, can appreciate different types of coffee. Mm. Uh, and, like, I can sort of tell between, like, a good coffee and a bad coffee. At, like, a mm-hmm. very crude level. I also like beer now, which is oh. not not that I'm drinking at all really these days, but back back when I was not so prepping to be Luffy. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> when I was losing weight. I'd have a beer every now and then and I was like, Wow, this is I get the appeal now. I'm Australian. Mm, damn. Your inner Australian's being lo- unlocked. So I think I just I maybe I found an appreciation for bitter flavors. Mm, maybe I think that that does seem like a logical connection between the two. Maybe Have I'm it... just old. <laughs> <laughs> that two. would also explain the muscle aches. Ah yeah, <laughs> muscle aches. The the being tired at like ten thirty p.m. Ah, oh, I get that. Or just being tired perpetually. Yeah. We're old now. We're 23. <laughs> I know. Isn't that sad? <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, you can update us all on Gia for being here for two months already. That's, okay. People ask me about this, and I don't have like a great succinct way or an even elaborate way of, of describing what it's been like. It's been great. <laughs> I mean... I guess that's the most succinct way I could put it. Uh, Very simple. Nice. Because I feel like it's, I just get a greater appreciation of, of the little things uh, about dating, particularly just living out a lot of experiences that we can now that we are uh, dating like in person mm. uh, and like with each other in person rather than just being online and long distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like little things like having, just someone who I can like always go to to like mm. be like oh hey let's go somewhere or yeah. let's go out for dinner or let's just go get a drink 
mm-hmm. uh, or let's go on a walk. It's it's like I have a permanent adventure buddy. Yeah. You can tag along. Yep. For the most part, who are willing to do things with you. Yeah. And right? are just available to do so instead of organizing things with friends who are potentially busy. Yeah. And I think it's it's just those little things and like she's she helps around with the house um and so just having her here is it's been not like not in a useful sense like i, I love having her around <laughs> but it's just like i i appreciate those those smaller things in a relationship now mm, well like it's convenient now and yeah. you guys can just do things whenever you want to yeah exactly mm. so that's great the short answer is it's great. <laughs> TLDR, it's great. Yeah, I I feel like we haven't done much aside from like meet people and mm. go out to eat. Mm. I cause um, oh, I think Angelina made a B reel yesterday saying that you guys went to or that B reel went off out. Sorry, I can't speak. B real went off after you guys had dinner yesterday, right? So oh, did true. you guys yes. meet up yesterday? Yes, we did. Uh, basically, at this point, I am the third wheel to Angelina and Gio. They <laughs> they go out on a date and I just sort of tag along. But we did go out for dinner uh, mm. because I think it started this year. But Angelina and I try to catch up once a month. Oh, that's uh, nice. And so... Once Gia arrived, it just became the three of us. And mm. yeah, we went out for, for dinner last night, which was nice. Mm. What'd you guys have? Uh, we went to Lotus, which is a Chinese restaurant. We went to the one in the galleries, but I think there's one in Barangaroo and there's one like oh. somewhere else. It's a Chinese restaurant. Uh, and so we had, we had a bunch of stuff. We had like dumplings, we had scallops, we had chick- like Kung Pao chicken, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was kind of exy, but it was good. Solid. I have seen that restaurant around, but never tried it before. Yeah, I remember seeing it because Gia and I would walk through uh, the galleries pretty frequently because she loves visiting Muji. Uh, mm. And while we're there, we sometimes visit Kino Kunia as well. Mm-hmm. So we just sort of always see it and we're like, oh, must be nice to go there. Oh, and the other reason we're always in the galleries is because we're always trying to make it to Graham before it closes, but it's always oh. closed. Wait, what? Okay, dude, because Graham closes at like 7 p.m. And so if we have dinner and then we want to go dessert, it's like it's like 6.40. Oh, and there's not enough time to order pancakes and eat. Uh, oh, that's right, because they did kick us out. They're like, yeah. It's 7. Begun. Yeah, right. I'm like, dude, we just want floppy pancakes. <laughs> Why are you turning away a point of sale? Come I on, know. guys. It's cr- I I never understood why they closed so early. Because mm. I feel like I <laughs> serve the salary man, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> it because dessert places should be open later because seven is peak dinner time. How, yeah, that's who, so true. Who's yeah. getting who's I mean, I would eat dessert beforehand if I had to. But seriously, not everyone's going to be eating pancakes at, I don't know, five to six. That's, what, that's so true. That's spitting facts. Yeah. But that's why hopefully if y'all haven't made it to Graham by the time that 
we have our triple date out in the West. There is souffle pancakes out in the West. That's true. It actually came up on Gia's TikTok. So nice. we've seen it. Because I think, I, I think it's that place. They have brulee souffle the, pancakes. Is I, it? The one you can like pour the berber on. Yeah, that one. Yeah, okay. Yep, That's the I'm one. Excited. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll go either way, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're gonna trek it all the way regardless. Yeah. I thought we were I thought we were decided on going out west. Oh no, but... we are, we are. Okay. Yeah. I thought that like if we ended up not going to the souffle pancakes for whatever reason uh, on I that see, day. Yeah. It's alright, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, when excited. is that happening? We'll figure it out. <laughs> Dude, I I live on like a week by week basis now because I feel like a lot comes up at work now because mm. one of um one of our I guess like one of the researchers has gone on maternity leave and mm-hmm. she was pretty heavily involved in the project that I'm working on. Mm. So it is basically just me, the supervisor, and then uh we have someone to replace her, but she's only in two days a week. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is just I do the everyday thing, like, every day now. Mm. Uh, and so everything comes up in the week, and I put it in my Google Calendar, and then I just only look at my upcoming week, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of how I just know if I have homework or assignments or things to do. It's just, is there anything due tomorrow? Nope. Okay. I get to chill today. <laughs> okay, well, that's a little different because you're a master's <laughs> student now, so... Well, not not proper assignments. I, I don't have I don't have that much ability to pull all-nighters to do assignments in one day. But usually it's things like reflections or uh, logs yeah, or yeah. things like that. I will do it only if it's due the next day. I don't know. What happened to the old Andrea that you could binge a whole semester's worth of lectures in a week? Oh, I can't do that anymore. I mean, I probably could, but I would not be happy about it. I was already not happy about it the <laughs> last time. <laughs> I did it out of pure anxiety. Ah, uh, powered by anxiety. Yep, that's how I get through most things. It's just stress, anxiety, healthy people, coping mechanisms, guys. People have described that to me a lot, where it's like, they get through things because of their anxiety for uh for not doing well mm. and so i don't have that but i have a i have a version of that which is just i can get i can power through stuff just on pure hate is <laughs> 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 there a particular example I don't know. I feel like it's just the pettiness in me where if if people <laughs> tell me I can't do something, I I love proving people wrong. Um I can kind of relate to that. I think it there is like a point of of I have that immediate reaction of someone to someone saying, "Oh, I bet you can't do that." My brain will think, "Nah, I can prove you wrong." And so I will attempt to do it. And if I feel that I'm making progress, then I will go through it. Because um, back in when I was still playing piano and I was practicing for an exam, I had, was memorized. I was already up to the point where I was memorizing a song. And 
at that point, I just hated playing the song. I was over it. I I think I over-practiced it to the point where I just couldn't play it well anymore. And I said, I hate this song. I'm changing it. And then the teacher said, I don't think that that's a good idea. I think you're a couple months away from the exam. And I said, no, I have to change it. So she said, okay, well, here's a couple of options. You can either have this or no eight to ten page one which was roughly about the same amount of pages that I was already doing or you can have this 14 page one and based on sound I went for the 14 page because it sounded better mm-hmm. and she's like are you sure about that I said yes <laughs> and then out of pure hatred for that song that was already I had previously memorized I powered through with the 14 page one so that was an example of where I I think that I was just really done with the old one and I felt that I could make enough progresses with the new one that therefore it was successful. But if I think in my brain of, oh, I hate this, and then I attempt to do it and it's not going well, I would just leave it because out of laziness. Oh, she's just like me, for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's... based on how much progress do I make. I, I mean, I kind of get that. I feel like... I, I've never had an instance where I, like, see zero progress for, like, what's what's the threshold? How far do you have to be in, like, a week in, and then you see zero progress, and then you're like, I give up. Ooh. Maybe the, the haters were right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is hard. Because, so, so the, the other example for something like that, where I just gave up, was, for instance, when I was doing Amos for piano. And I didn't get through with that. And then they said, okay, I bet you can't do Elmas. And then mm-hmm. I was thinking, nah, I can do it. <laughs> I swear <laughs> I can do it. And then I got through probably like halfway and I was like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> so, I, so I stopped there. So that's uh-huh. probably, but there's no like specific time, I think. It's kind of, I have the same mentality of being a perfectionist where I'll only be a perfectionist if I know I have the capability of getting it to a particular point. Whereas I will not bother being a perfectionist if I just have no standards for for what I'm trying to do. So some assignments, it's just, I am totally lost. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. So my perfectionist tendency is gone. But some assignments, I'm like, oh, I have a very clear idea of what I'm meant to be doing. I have a standard in my brain of what I want to achieve. So that is where I can pull a perfectionist attitude towards. I see. Yeah. So I think that's the same mentality with the the hatred thing. Yeah. I hmm. I think it's the same idea, but the motivation is different. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, but there's just no, there's no specific threshold or right, like right, time right. limit. I think it varies. Yeah, I guess it must, depending on, like, the type of thing that you're trying to take up. Yeah. Do you I have like... a specific threshold? Mm, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if I've ever given up on something that I started out of pure hate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. You committed. I don't know. I've committed to, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm committed to proving myself to people. Which is a weird relationship sometimes. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's not even important things or like things that are, can be quantified in a way that is like, oh, you got a good mark on this. 
it's like like my dad will be like oh i bet you can't like cook <laughs> i'm like oh yeah watch this mm, yep i get that that's what my mom always says she's like i bet you can't do this and i'm like so you say that hmm. yeah I the game's on let's see how it is yeah i i have the same attitude sometimes of how dare you assume that i have an inability yeah it's graceful so i i don't have anxiety i i just have hate in my heart <laughs> wait okay okay gia and i were talking uh gia angelina and i were talking about this last night um mm-hmm. because of something that happened i guess two nights ago between gia and i where mm-hmm. she was trying to describe the <laughs> this is such a long-winded s- story but like she was trying to describe the um the feeling of like or the pain of like period cramps and mm. so so the way that she had described it uh i was like oh that sort of sounds like when when you when i get hit in the nuts <laughs> but like for a, a like more subdued and longer like pain threshold and mm. because both of these experiences are specific to our respective genders mm-hmm. we were like okay what's a middle ground mm. and so the middle ground she was trying to find was like the feeling of when your stomach drops and so oh. so i <laughs> don't know what that feels like really and so so she said because i said that and i was like what does that mean Mm. and then she was like you've never had that happen to you and then she said something to the effect of like this man has never had any anxiety in his entire life (laughs) (laughs) i was was like i don't i don't get it and so angelina was like what yeah like the feeling of your stomach dropping it's like a sensation when like you have like shocking things happen to you and i I, I thought about it and I was like, I feel like when when like bad things like when I hear about like shocking bad news, mm. it doesn't happen to me. I just sort of I try to problem solve and rationalize a lot of things. Oh, uh, I feel I like it's a very stereotypical man response. I guess so, but I like <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't get the physiological feeling of mm. something happening in my gut. Because when you said stomach drop. My association with that was when I'm on an amusement ride. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> and I've reached the peak and then you go down, for example, a roller coaster and then um or I guess you can kind of feel it when you're in a particular elevator, I guess, that there is a sensation of my body is going down and then something inside me is almost catching up. That's why it's Dropping. Oh, okay. So for you, it's like a, a really just a physical reaction. Yeah, that's what I assumed. I ha- I don't think when I've heard something shocking that I've had my stomach drop. I think maybe I get um like a heavy chest or something, that type of thing, or stress on my shoulders type vibe i don't know maybe i just haven't experienced anything truly shocking (laughs) to have that type of experience to me it's more just like a adrenaline type no adrenaline probably isn't the right word but it's usually associated with um actually dropping or actually going down at a particular speed Mm -hmm. if that makes sense interesting 
this is more data for me. <laughs> That's because... why I was I was thinking, is that what they mean by a stomach drop? I don't know. I I would understand if you said butterflies in the stomach type anxious or nervousness. Maybe. I don't know. The anxiety does weird stuff to the stomach. Yeah. But I don't... I'm trying to recall moments in my life where I've I've been confronted in such a such a stark way. Uh, and I mm. feel like... I feel like if it's really something that I don't expect, I don't feel that in my stomach. I get kind of lightheaded. But oh, yeah. Aside from that, I, I don't know. I just have never experienced this sensation before. Mm. Or maybe I have, and I just haven't attributed it to being, like, a stomach drop. Mm, potentially. Because I think another anxi- anxiety-induced response I've had recently is that I will feel in my stomach that I'm my stomach is quivering or shaking. Almost like I'm cold and shivering, but it's mostly oh. just around my stomach. That's a new one. I haven't yeah. had that one before. That's a new one that I've experienced. Hey, yo, um, new anxiety just dropped. I know. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, the stomach drop one is an interesting one to me. I mean, it makes sense. I feel as though I probably read that in a that expression in a book somewhere. Yeah, but, I mean, I've heard it been said before. Mm. But I I guess I just didn't really think about it, about what mm. it would actually feel like. I mean, it was also interesting that this was the middle ground for period cramps and being <laughs> kicked in the nuts. This, we, were, we were trying. Because <laughs> to me, a stomach drop does not feel painful. <laughs> it's, okay. It's probably yeah. just because the anxiety might add like a, I don't know, like a mental dress or pain i guess but i but guess no. it wasn't it, it was less about the pain and more about like where you feel the sensation when those oh. two things happen because <laughs> oh i see because we don't let men don't have uteruses and so, <laughs> so it's like where does that go on our body mm-hmm. what's the mm. equivalent oh i see i mean I mean, I can't speak for other women because other women have different types of period cramps and to different pain severity. But mine are typically just as though I have a stomach ache. Mm. Yeah. And and if I have a stomach ache, I just want to be in the fetal position. (laughs) So that's all. That's I don't know. If you've had a stomach ache, then perhaps you can relate. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like this is another thing that I've learned is mm-hmm. how to take care of Gia when she's on a period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I guess it's just like she's got a hot, uh, what's the word? Like a, the a hot thermal bottle. pack. Yeah. Not a hot bottle, but like like a heating pack. Oh, she likes to yeah. lie down. Mm-hmm. She gets She's very sensitive to a lot of emotions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the That's whole thing. Mm-hmm. I always pray that because I really... I don't know if other women have period cramps throughout their whole period, but for me, it's just on the first day. So I always pray that it happens at that it starts at night, so then I just sleep it off. Oh, every I month I'm like, please, 
please or if it's going to happen that i'm at home yeah and uh, that, that i'm not that's at, fair. not out yeah yeah that's my two things just either at night time i sleep it off or at home though there was one time where it did happen at night but then in the morning it still hurt and i was like god damn it what's the point there's eight <laughs> hours of rest eight hours should've, of natural anesthetic didn't work rested some more. i know should have slept it off some more yeah actually okay now i'm on this uh this topic of sleep because mm-hmm. one thing that has changed about my life now that jira is here mm-hmm. is my sleep is way better it's i mean i get my seven to eight hours on weekends i maybe get a little more but i mm-hmm. i get a decent amount of sleep she's put a curfew on me i have to be downstairs in bed by like 11 30 because <laughs> because she doesn't like when i game into the night uh... uh and but yeah and it's like it's just easier to fall asleep mm, nice. so my sleep i've actually fixed my sleep schedule Damn. Which, is it because she's um not a late sleeper? Okay, or is it so just a just it's a like, thing that she wants? It's like she used to be. She also used to have trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. But when we come together, we've become a full human with a healthy <laughs> sleep schedule. <laughs> Two late late birds make an early owl. Yeah. Two night owls make an early bird. Yeah. We we get there. <laughs> so now I I have a healthy sleep schedule, which is like Damn. a burst for me in what feels like eons. I know you you gotta get out of this podcast. You don't deserve. To I, know, I was gonna say, dude, I was disgraceful. Like, How could you have abandon to change the name? <laughs> <laughs> Vibing at eleven p.m. only. That's the dream, because this podcast idea was spawned out of me having us, I guess, having bad sleep schedules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also have now sort of been forced to somewhat amend it because I I try to sleep at 12 because that will at least give me seven hours of sleep mm-hmm. on days that I have to be at the clinic. Um, And then just sometimes I just conk out at 11 because I'm just exhausted. So solid seven to eight hours. Also, because um I think I mentioned it before, but my watch traps, tracks my sleep. Yep. And so you can set a sleep goal. So I've set mine to, it used to be eight hours. I think that was too ambitious because I never met it. <laughs> so I set it as seven hours because seven to eight hours, healthy sleep. So I'll take the seven. And it'll say um, every morning, well done, you've hit your sleep goal. And then over the next few days, it'll be like, well done, you've hit your sleep goal four out of four days of this week or well done, you've hit your sleep goal five out of the seven days over this past week. I live for those notifications. Give it oh, to me. I could never do that with my sleep. Because I feel like for me, the when I make it a point mentally to like get a certain amount of hours of sleep, I never actually am able to fall asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, when I'm lying in bed and I'm like, all right, got to go to sleep now so I can get my eight hours because i got a big day tomorrow, mm. I can never fall asleep. Oh, I see. I kind of get that. I used to be like that. And I don't know if I've ruined myself inadvertently because of this, but now I just play YouTube videos. 
to help I, me fall asleep. I, I used to do that as well. Because <laughs> it used to just start off as me being like, I should probably go to sleep now. But I'm not tired yet, so I'll watch YouTube videos, and then I would just end up falling asleep. And then so I've now changed it to just, I, I'll just play a really long video, and I'll just lie in bed, and I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Which turned out to be what Trash Taste was kind of talking about. It's finding particular videos to fall asleep to. This episode is where we realize we are just broken. Yep. We're <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just the baseline human beings trying to survive. Yeah, I feel like with, for me, I used to fall asleep to to chess videos a lot. Uh, because mm-hmm. there would just be people who would play chess and upload the, like, two-hour live stream that they did. Mm. And I know enough about chess where I could follow along, but I don't know enough where I'm, like, actually thinking about the game. Yeah. So I just sort of watch it, and I'm like, oh, cool, that's sick. And then I, <laughs> I at least before, I used to watch it, and I just drift off. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a particular type of video because some videos I I want to choose a long video so then it's not just auto playing and it keeps changing I don't know to another creator or whatever and then also has to be a video that I wouldn't mind listening to again but preferably not a new video because that would mean that I would then have to either rewatch it or reconcentrate on it and not actually fall asleep and then it can't be a really um someone who's very excited about a topic because then that's too much energy and then it also i recently started watching a creator who talks about true crime stories and stuff and i'm like no true crime before bed <laughs> yeah dude i don't know how you guys do it Gia tried to show me true crime when i went over to perth uh, mm-hmm. in December, and I got through 10 minutes of it, and I was like, I want to watch something else. <laughs> I'm, I'm not comfy right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to tell you this story. We had a workshop about mandatory reporting, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and so we had to go to uni for this workshop. Usually our workshops are in the clinic. Mm-hmm. So we went to uni, um, went up to Matthew's level 16, and it turns out that the workshop was with the clinical peeps. Okay. So there's, like, a fair... There's, I think, more clinical peeps than forensic peeps. So we were sitting down, and then a, I didn't hear this, but um, one of the clinical peeps looked at us, because usually when we go to uni to have classes, it's a very casual setting. When we go to clinic for workshops or just working, we wear business casual smart casual clothing so because this was at uni we were all wearing our casual outfits and then one of the clinical people look at us and they said do you not have to dress up when you come to workshops or something mm-hmm. or something along those lines because all of the clinical people they're wearing somewhat professional attire mm-hmm. and then we're like what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about and they're like oh it's it's because like we always have to dress up regardless of if we're at class or if we're at the uni clinic or whatever. Oh. But they kind of said it in the ter- in like a tone that's very judgmental. Right. Like, you guys don't have to dress up. Like, are you guys like not professional or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then so they were talking about their clothing standards because they said 
that they um, also another thing to note specifically is that the entire clinical cohort is all females and oh, we asked do you guys not have a guy in your cohort and they said we had one then he dropped out yep. so so they were talking about their um clothing standards because they say um since they're all primarily based at the uni, that is their workspace. So that's why they wear professional clothing all the time, regardless of if it's a class, workshop, working, right. placement, etc. Right. So they said their standards for clothing is they can't um they can't expose their shoulders, they can't wear high heels because what if they're in danger and they need to run? Therefore all their shoes have to have backs to them. They can't wear super form-fitting clothing they can't did i say they can't expose their shoulders Mm -hmm. um they can't wear necklaces or long dangly things in case they get pulled Mm -hmm. um they can't wear brightly colored nail polish it seems all very conservative and very odd because as clinical people i would assume that most of the people are just general public so why are you guys concerned of needing to run away from your clients when we literally deal with forensic population offenders etc yeah at our clinic they're like yeah just wear a duress alarm press the duress alarm if you need help (laughs) that's sick (laughs) yeah i guess i mean it's like it's like one of those things where the rule is in place because it's just happened once before probably yeah Yeah. it was just funny to kind of see the comparison and so I guess they were trying to suss out what we're like, because probably to them, they think that we're a whole bunch of weirdos, you know, wanting to deal with forensic population. They're asking, oh, you know, like, how's it going? What's your placement up to? We were saying how we are starting to see clients soon. And they're like, oh, my gosh, already? We're going to see our clients in June, because at the moment, we've been assigned clients. So we're writing up some paperwork for them. We're going to start booking them in if we can, start observing soon. Whereas for them, they're about to do that a month later after us. And then so we were saying like the types of clients that we have, the types of offenders we're seeing. And you can see that on their face, it's just pure concern of the types of clients we're explaining. But they're like, yeah that's so interesting that must be so exciting for you guys but their (laughs) face is just in absolute horror also because um i guess it's probably just a general coping mechanism we make a lot of dark humor jokes Mm -hmm. and we're all laughing about it meanwhile they're just like i feel uncomfortable (laughs) i don't know if i can laugh at these jokes oh forensics are built dear yeah so, I don't know, it was, it was a bit strange because also the workshop coordinator, she was saying how, oh, yeah, so you guys are from two different master's um, programs. Usually there's a bit of rivalry between the two. And then one of the clinical students, they're like, well, now there is. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, man, calm down. He's, calm really, he's down. drawn the line. I know. They're making their, they're making their position known. How would how in what sense would there even be a rivalry i don't know i think it's just like oh who's the better program or whatever that's weird yeah i don't know that was like our only interaction with the clinical program dude it sound (laughs) the way you frame the story it's like the forensics of the chads (laughs) <laughs> they're like they're, they're like oh we're metal oh we don't have we don't have a 
a uniform. We just wear a duress alarm. We got hardened criminals coming up soon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's I don't know. It was just a bit to see the difference and like the different types of precautions we take. Like it seems that we are a bit more casual, and they are very, I don't know, professional. Mm. Even though we are both psychologists in the making. That's true. Yeah. If anything, we would have thought it would be the reverse that they would be more casual and we would have to be a bit more professional. Yeah, I guess that, like, from an outsider's perspective, that would be the the sort of stereotypical expectation. Yeah, but also like the other the other argument you can make is that we have to be more casual, so then it seems less intimidating for the types of clients that we see, because probably there's a bit of um shame or anxiety of coming to see a psychologist or mm. or um what's the word hesitancy or reluctance to see a psychologist yeah i guess that could fair. be the other argument that's fair mm. i mean works out for you i know more, more flexibility with your fits hey yeah i mean i've already had to i've already um i don't know i'm running out of ideas because i'm just going through the same I have like a a capsule wardrobe that is acceptable for clinic and I'm just reusing all the pieces in there. But yeah, if I was in the clinical program, I would just probably straight up have to buy a whole new wardrobe. I don't have enough. Like I would say most of my fits at the at the clinic are fairly casual. They kind of align more with my general style, which is typically a bit casual meets smart. Um, cause I, I generally like to wear button up shirts and stuff like that. Um, but I would not be able to fit in with the, with the clinical peeps. Oh, I see. I, tangent, I recently mm-hmm. learned what a capsule wardrobe is. <laughs> what so did you learn it this, from? This, this is my, this is my zooted moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I could relate. Yeah. I understand now. So, you get to learn it. You get to um reinforce your learning. Yes. So uh, my understanding is that it's like it's a wardrobe where you have a bunch of just sort of uh not standard but like things like items that are low in volume but you can mix and match to create different fits. Mm, yes. It's basically just a essentials type wardrobe. You don't need too many crazy things, but it is flexible enough to mix and match all the time i think that mm. is the purpose to live a minimalist life i love the idea of that but <laughs> i i don't know i haven't really put much thought into that i mm. just sort of not impulsively but i just sort of am in different like vibes of clothes now mm. oh that was that's one thing i forgot to add to my tiktok tiktok i sometimes get fashion tiktok ah uh, yep Yep. And like the the like get ready with me's and the fits of the day so it's yeah. TikToks. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just into that. Now I'm into clothes, which is a new experience for me. Man's changed. I know, dude. Five in at nine p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Watching fashion TikToks before I, bed. Who am I? <laughs> Going yeah. to the gym at six in the morning. I know that's crazy. I could never. I go to the gym. At five to six PM. Oh yeah, you're back. I yeah. Forgot. It's a How... slow go. 
yeah, how's it? How is it going? I mean, I like going to the gym more than doing home workouts. I feel more effective. Kind of like the library effect, where I would feel bad if I just am not productive. Whereas at home, it's just very easy to skip or do anything else other than exercise. Mm. Yeah. So I try to go three times a week, and then Chow has put a general structure in place of push, pull, and then legs, and then we just cycle through that. So I think my motivation is only mostly high at the moment because every week I get to I get either do more reps or I go up a weight. So nice. I am still on the the moving on up trajectory before I hit the plateau. I haven't hit the plateau yet. I think once so, I hit that I will be demotivated. But, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. I'm still I'm still making moves. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we're happy to have you back. Thank as you. As a fellow gym. You're with Plus, right? Yeah. Yes. As a fellow Plus gymmer. <laughs> yeah. So it's not too bad. Um, I think also the exercises are, they're like hard enough, but I'm um, on some days, like when Chow isn't able to come, I can still do them by myself. So Nice. Good. Yeah. Independence. Yeah. So. Look, it's not too bad. Um, it's still, still a struggle sometimes, but we're getting through it. Love to hear it. Yeah. That's that's actually uh similar to where Jir is at. Cause is I also going? Yeah, I've also taken a and got got <laughs> a membership at Plus. Nice. And so we go together, but she's uh she's like getting to the point where she can. If I wasn't there, she would probably be able to to go through the workout herself. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm converting her into a gym rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the health. Well yeah. we'd like to think so. Oh. <laughs> for me for it's, the it's, bod? it's for the bod at this yeah. point. I it's mean so you I think you like would my, try Oh sorry to interrupt. It's it's so I can look like my anime character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you still do continue to maintain the Luffy bod after Smash? No, I want to no? eat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Literally, I've already sort of like made pseudo plans. As soon as Smash is over, I'm just like going to go to a buffet. <laughs> oh, just, that's right. You just said. consume, dude. <laughs> You're kind of just on the, um, it's like the, the actor workout for a movie. I You're know. just grinding for, for a particular purpose and then after... I'm living my life. Yeah. Because, okay. Because I think if I get to that point where I'm, like, that shredded and just, like, that ripped looking, mm -hmm. then I, I'll be like, okay, I can tick that off the box, but mm. I like eating too much. <laughs> it's so fun. This... Mm. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, like, understand. not... I'm not attached to the idea of, like, having abs. I think I want to try to get them just as like a again just sort of out of pure hate not to anyone <laughs> in particular but just like to the idea that i can do it i want to mm -hmm. be able to prove at least myself that i can do it mm -hmm. um but then once i get there i'm like okay cool i could do this and so if i get fat again i can just do it again mm -hmm. i like know the i know the road to get there mm -hmm. i understand 
like motivation if if you ever need it again it's like yeah. i've already done it once yeah exactly so i guess even if by smash i'm not like that shredded then i'll probably still keep trying at least for mm. a bit uh and then i don't know i'll go from there mm. i was gonna say if not you always have another year <laughs> that is true for 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 smash round three yeah. luffy once again Yes, sir. I'll just go as a different variation of Luffy. What other variation would it be? I... Okay, how do I get into it without spoiling One Piece? Anyone who's <laughs> watching or reading One Piece. Because, I guess to update, I am, I'm up to date with One Piece. Like, the manga? Yes. Oh. I have read all 1,060... No, 1,083 three chapters god damn that's yeah. a lot of chapters bro. <laughs> a, oh my god it's a crazy amount Jeez. Um, and so in those 1083 chapters there are different variations of luffy like he actually looks different or he yeah, just see, has a different outfit well both but he does look different he has like oh. he has like transformations oh i see okay yeah damn that's crazy I can't believe there's so many chapters. My god. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought when I first started reading it again. I was like, wait. Wait, did you actually read it from the, be- the beginning? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I read the 1,080 chapters in what feels like... When did I start? I I don't remember why I started. I Okay, no, I remember. Because I, I started... Uh, I finished Attack on Titan. And mm-hmm. then I wanted another long series that I could read on the transit to and from work. When did mm. I finish Attack on Titan? Because uh, I, I feel like it was maybe around December. Mm-hmm. And so I, I asked everyone for manga recommendations that I could read before I started One Piece. Because I wanted mm-hmm. to get them out the way. And then... Uh, I tried Angelina's recommendation, which was Oran High School Host Club, because mm. she loves it. Mm-hmm. I read five chapters, and I just couldn't get into it at all. Mm. And then after that, I was like, take me back to my shonen, and I started <laughs> uh, I see. Because with that many chapters, does does it have a lot of filler? That's... Uh... Honestly, not really. Mm. Which is kind of interesting. There's, there's like one arc that I can think of that is, is just like purely filler, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else sort of fits in a way that has purpose. Mm. Okay. And the more that I read One Piece, the more I realized that. The world building is just insane. Mm. I mean, you have a thousand and eighty chapters to do it, but yeah. still. I mean, I mean, also the fact that it's world building, but it's not just reliant on filler to do so is yeah. impressive in and of itself. Because every arc is, uh, I feel like something substantial happens. There, there, it does suffer from like some arcs sort of dragging out a bit. I feel like. Mm. Uh, and some moments 
being a little slow and like not I don't know the pacing can be a little slow at times Mm -hmm. but it's not like they're trying to fill it with just like random content that is inconsequential Mm. yeah that makes sense yeah to dude to put it into perspective the last arc that um that has just finished recently Mm um and the i remember so the last arc uh so far like up to this point it was called the Wano arc. Mm-hmm. Basically, the arcs in One Piece are, are named after the islands or, like, the areas in which they go to. Oh, I see. And so I remember I uh, I got up to, like, chapter 800, and there there were mentions of, like, oh, the island Wano. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, cool. All right, I guess I'm getting into Wano soon. But then I was like, chapter 800, there's a thousand chapters. And if I'm getting to Wano soon... Does that mean this one arc is, like, 200 chapters? <laughs> oh, no. And as I kept reading, I found out the Wano arc is, like, it's, like, 100 chapters. Oh, no. Yeah. It's what crazy. <laughs> Gee. Bro, what are they doing for 100 chapters? It's just, it's insane. It's, it's a, it's, like, a 100 chapter arc that has sub arcs in it. Oh, <laughs> but it all contributes to this grander overall story. Mm. They're like, yo, man, we don't have that many islands. We're just gonna shove all these tiny arcs into the big Wano arc. Dude, the the it's funny because you say that, but they the way that they structured some of the art, the mini arcs, mm-hmm. is that they also just took the big island of Wano. And just made it into small islands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, bro. He's really just... He just does whatever he wants, man. Yeah, There's no it's, point. It's crazy. It's sick. I'm One Piece pilled now. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go to Smash and I'm I'm gonna buy so much One Piece merch. It's, it, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the walking, walking One Piece man. Yeah. I'm sort of, I'm sort of really hyped on it right now because I finished it. I like caught up this week, mm. so I'm on the high. Damn, is it? Is there an estimation of when it will end? Because he's writing to finish it, right? Yeah, I think he is. I, I don't know. I haven't really read any articles about like when, like the timeline wise. Mm. At least in terms of the story. Mm, there are a decent amount of like loose ends so um, i feel like it, it could still go on for a while um but we'll see mm. i mean he's he's a thousand eighty chapters in I'm just, <laughs> a couple hundred more is not gonna <laughs> do any damage that's true he's probably already been on the grind for several years yeah what's 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 some more grinding out some manga chapter is gonna do Wait, wait, oh, hold on, let me Google. When did One Piece come out? One Piece, not the TV series. Uh, Maybe the manga? One Piece. Mm. One Piece manga. Started in 1997. 1997? One Piece is older than the, the both of us. Bro. I didn't know it started that longer. Yep. <laughs> what the heck? Man's been writing for almost for like six six years. Like no, 
16 years. Wait, what? Wait, hang on a second. The math is... <laughs> 26 10, years? 26 years? So, where, where 23? The three... Oh, yeah, 20, 26 years. Yeah. God <laughs> damn. The he's math been, ain't mathing. He's been creating this series for longer than we've been alive. I don't know how you can keep going at that point. I feel like at, if someone told me, hey, man, I bet you can't write 26 <laughs> years worth of chapters, I'd be like, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Imagine he's doing it off pure hate. <laughs> <laughs> someone told him, he's like, hey, there's no way, right? Surely you don't get to four digits of chapters. Oh my gosh. Jeez. I don't know. Like, and also to just have the creativity to just keep going for that many chapters. It's I don't know. I I could not. I would be so burnt out. And like thinking about it, at least right now, granted I haven't thought about it very in depth, but like I can't think of any major inconsistencies in the plot or anything like that, or in mm. the world building. It's just like, did he think about this in, in like, 1997? <laughs> he had it all planned out from yeah. the beginning. It's crazy, dude. God damn. I mean, surely, right? He must have had some general idea. But, I mean, also... I don't know, there's also, like, a part of me that thinks perhaps he didn't expect it to go on this long. Because only now he's kind of right to finish it. Yeah. But so perhaps I... he had, like, a beginning and an ending. And just I... some general details. And it was like, yeah, we'll just make up the rest of it along the way. I don't know. Also, I'm not him, so <laughs> I would never know. I mean, okay, I feel like some of it probably is made up along the way. And it just sort of, like, happened to fit. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know if anyone really plans to write for this long. Oh no, I don't think so. But I guess he's sort of writing to finish because it makes sense to try and finish on a high note and not have the hunter hunter happen where yeah. it's just permanent hiatus. Yeah. See, that's why I'm so reluctant to finish Hunter Hunter because of just the fact that I know that it will never be complete. Do I want to put myself through that pain? Okay, but the anime has a... It has an ending, right? Yes. But it's just not... It's not the ending. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> Copium. I think that's fine. I think Hunter Hunter holds up. Mm. Whether, whether or not it has, like, a true ending or not. Mm. Okay, maybe. I'm 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 I've still got a whole list. I'm up to season three of Mob Psycho. Oh, I haven't seen that yet, actually. I know. I'm excited because I only just we so me and Michael just finished watching season one and two. I don't. Did I tell you this that my thoughts on Mob Psycho is that Mob is kind of just like Elsa, and Ritsu is just like Anna. Wait. <laughs> From Frozen. Because because Mob is, at the beginning, he's like, you know, I have these powers, but, like, I don't know how to control them just yet. And also, 
he has the the childhood traumatic incident of where bullies beat him up mm-hmm. or like he like tries to and then he uses his powers for hurting people and it's like a whole traumatic experience for him whereas like elsa she accidentally hurts her sister in childhood because of her powers and then there's like a negative or mixed feelings about how their powers are and then they go through some character development they're like no our powers can be used for good mm-hmm. that's like my general general vibe you raise kind of a good point there's <laughs> they've just there made some frozen similarity. There, that's there what are. i'm saying <laughs> I there are some it. similarities that are going on here. I I want to comment more, but I genuinely remember almost nothing from season two. Because we watched it together. Yeah. I don't and... know why, but I I had thought of like something completely different of season two. I don't know what I was thinking, what I had remembered, but when I rewatched season two, I was like, this seems like nothing that I remember. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Was it okay? Because Ben likes season two more than season one. Mm. What are your thoughts? Mm. I don't think I have any strong preferences of one season over the other. I think mm-hmm. that they're both relatively the same for me. Did he say why he likes season two more? Not, not from memory, but I'm sure he has his reasons. Mm. I mean, I mean, this might just be a thing that happens with all, um, for example, first movies versus second sequel movies. Is that people like the first movie because um, it's a lot about the character development and you don't know anything about the story. So if this is your first introduction, you see their character growth, and then. The second thing, the second movie, or I guess the second season, falls a little bit shorter because now it's the pressure is how can I continue the character growth in a meaningful way? Mm-hmm. So maybe I can just say that because season one is about Mob learning to handle his emotions, and then I think at the end of season one, we learn a lot about Reagan's character of yes, he is still somewhat of a con man and he but he wanted to explain it to mob but then mob is kind of just like no you're a great master and that mm. that still that hit me in the chest of feels so i don't know there's just stuff like that but i don't i wouldn't say that season two falls short in comparison i think it just continues the character trajectory tra- trajectory quite well mm. that's I mean, I want to say that's fair. Again, remember almost nothing from season two. <laughs> I would, I, I don't know. It's, it's been a pretty enjoyable watch. I'm keen to see what season three holds because from what I had heard about it is that season three didn't necessarily need to be made, but it was more just a how are their lives going afterwards. Yeah, tie up loose ends. Yeah. So I'm just interested to see what what types of stories it'll bring to the table. Mm, that's fair. Mm. And I'm here of... for the animation as well. Yeah. I mean, the animation's great. 
Yeah. I was gonna say, speaking of of like season twos mm-hmm. being better or worse, mm-hmm. I was only thinking. I was trying to think of like if there were any series that I thought season two was better than season one. Mm-hmm. The only one that came to mind was Demon Slayer. Oh yeah. Because I really liked season two. Do you mean season two as a whole, including Mugen Train and the Entertainment District? I was thinking more just Entertainment District, but mm. Mugen Train was also good. Mm. I feel that is understandable because there's a lot more hard-hitting moments in season two, probably because of um, a particular character in yeah. Mugen Train. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I don't know if this is for you, but general thoughts are the animation in the entertainment district is very very impressive yeah whereas i think season one yeah season one kind of is just like here's an introduction but there's not much unique character development it's just the following of tanjiro stereotypical hero development just getting good i think i think the thing with for me in demon slayer it's like Season 2 just had more of the reason that I watched the show, which is flashy fighting. Mm. Yeah. Because season 1, it's like, I can remember the enemies, and I can remember the, like, specific moments of the climaxes of the battle. Mm. But those are, like, the only... Like, everyone, I feel like, remembers from season 1 the, like, the spider, and then the yeah. circle, the flame. Like, it's it's a very... It's an iconic moment. Mm-hmm. And then season two and Mugen Train is just that on crack. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, but like for half the season. Yeah, yeah. Because um season three I only just knew has started coming out. And apparently the first episode is forty nine minutes long. And oh. I'm like, what do you need to <laughs> for your first episode to be so long? Like what are you setting up? In the first episode, what is going on? Dude, okay. Have you heard of a series called Oshi no Ko? So, so Oshi no Ko, I think it like it took at least the anime world by storm. Mm-hmm. It was a, it's a manga, but it's recently been adapted this season. Oh. And um, it's like shot up in the in the anime like rankings lists mm-hmm. as it's it's pretty high up there. I think it was number one at some point. Whoa. And yeah, it was crazy. And it's like the first episode is an hour and twenty minutes. What? It's, it's a full ass movie. It's just a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what so, the heck? I I don't even know what the show is about, but I really want to watch it. I'm having a look at it just on Google. I really like the art. It's so yeah, colorful. It yeah. Damn. But I have to add this to the watch list. I still have to watch Bocce the Rock. There's too many things on the watch list. You need to watch Bocce the Rock. I love Bocce the Rock. (laughs) Bruh, I watched the first episode because I just wanted to see if it's something that I would like. And already, I think the humor is right up my alley. And I'm just like, bruh, I need to watch it, but there's too many things. I still have to watch Mob Psycho. Chow wants to watch Cyberpunk. And I oh, have you to guys ha- haven't seen Cyberpunk? No. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. 
There's too many things. There's, There's so many shows. Things. Oh my gosh. Okay. But I will perhaps maybe I can watch Oshinoko by myself. Mostly the reason why it's been taking a while is because these are like shows that me and Chow have agreed to watch together. So it's oh, based on yeah. each other's schedule. And I asked him to watch Bochi the Rock, the first episode, to see if he would like it. And he says, okay, I would be intrigued to watch more. And I was excited, but also disappointed, because now it means that we have to wait until we have time <laughs> to watch it together. I don't <sighs> mean. I yeah. think G and I, it's a little easier because we live together now. But mm. the problem I've encountered in this this situation is that we have very different tastes in shows. Oh really? I think so. I think Bocce the Rock was uh was a nice medium for us. Mm. Um because we both really enjoyed it. I think she really, really likes it. I mm. just sort of really enjoyed it. Uh, and I see the appeal and I'm like, I that's a great show. Mm-hmm. But she loved Bocce the Rock. Because she, I think she she loved Kaon. Uh mm. and it's the same sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I think outside of that, it's like I feel like we just have different tastes in the types of shows that we would watch as well as like types of shows that we would watch at different parts of like our day oh (laughs) you know what i mean different moods that you're in yeah understandable yeah there is um i would say that sometimes me and chow do have different things that we're into most of the time um i will just recommend shows that I, it just happened more towards the beginning of when we were, when we were hanging out together. I would have shows that I've watched, and I'm like, you need to watch it because I think that it's good, and then he'd be very reluctant, and then eventually come around to it, and then he'll find the show. So I think he's more open to just watching a variety of shows. There are some shows where he's a hard no on of, I don't feel like it. Um, I think K dramas before he was very. I don't like them. And then there was one where he really resonated with the character, and then I think he became more open to watching them. Mm, it's yeah. always, you gotta start with one. Yeah. And then there's ones where he was, like, the first few episodes, he says, I don't like it. Or he would just start clowning on the episodes, and then eventually he he started really enjoying them. And now we were, like, four seasons deep of the TV show. Nice. Yeah. You got him so, hooked. Yeah. So... So sometimes you just you just gotta you just gotta keep persuading them, but other times he's like, no, not feeling it. So understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he likes Bocce the Rock, so hopefully we can add it to the list soon. It doesn't seem like a char show, but I remain hopeful for you. Yeah, I hope so too. And if he doesn't like it, well, I will be able to watch it and binge it at full speed. That's true. Wait, yeah. well, I I have a quick question before you. Because we're at, we're we're longer than the first episode of Oshinokoi by now. <laughs> but, <laughs> mm-hmm. My last question is: Do you guys still watch things at accelerated speed? Yes. the The peak speed this is, is one point three. No, it's yes. called one time speed. No, it's not. This is, this is actual brain rot. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's actually peak speed because it's, no. it's not. It's it's almost. It is the balance between it's everything still sounds normal, but you still save a couple of minutes. Oh, this is psycho behavior for me, dude. Mm, no, you it's, don't. 
You can just try I understand. It. No, that's the thing. I understand. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you can't. But you can't. <laughs> it ruins it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's why it's 1.3. We're not psychopaths, and we watch it at two times speed. We could... It's, <laughs> it's equally as bad. In no, my, it's not. In my eyes, it's equally as bad. How is it equally as bad, bro? Just watch it as intended, dude. It is as intended. No, it's not. I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> we let the listeners decide. It's just optimizing, man. <laughs> Busy people that have that are time limited. Time is money. Uh, speaking of time, we need to go. <laughs> nice. Good segue. <laughs> I don't care if you listen to this at 1.3 times speed. <laughs> just don't don't watch the shows. At, just watch it at one times. No, 1.3. Try it. Try it before you knock it. Alright, well, we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, see everyone next time. See ya.